Hello and welcome into the Internals Show. Episode, I actually don't know at this point. There's too many to count at this point. Um, it's either 15, 16, or 17. I, it's definitely not 15, actually. It's either 16 or 17. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Happy Halloween. Um, and by Tuesday, I mean Wednesday, November 1st. 11.09 p.m. You're probably listening to this on November 2nd. Um, the Vikings are so back, but so dead. Just, um, that's the big headline. Just watch the uh, end of the World Series. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, the Wolves are weird. They've always been weird, and they're weird again. Um, go through the NFL games. Some of them are boring. It's a full slate of... Week 8, randomly, a full slate, no buys. So I'll probably skip through some of those pretty quickly. But, um, and I think a post game that we can all get behind at the uh, end of the show. Um, so let's get started. The Minnesota Vikings have beaten the Green Bay Packers. Um, there should be rejoicing in all of, in, uh, in all of Vikings territory about that. But um, it obviously... Has um, at what cost we lost um our boy Kirk Cousins, um score was twenty four to ten, um. I guess we'll talk about the game real quick. Um. Said last week that team was feeling really good. Beat the Niners, who we thought were a good team at least at the time. Um, played a really solid game up front. Um, sort of ironed out some of the mistakes that had been costing the team all year. And I said that if we lose to the really to a really well, it was a really bad Packers team, that it would all be gone. And um, when I said that, I was hoping that the team would look exactly the way they looked um, through three quarters plus that we still had Kirk um, against Packers. Uh, Twenty four points will get the job done. Obviously, that could have been more with a healthy Kirk. Also, could have been more if we needed it. Um, but that should be good. Without Justin Jefferson, um, another Addison touchdown, another Hawkinson touchdown. Those guys stepping up big time when we need them. Hawkins still drops drops the ball a little bit too much, but um, overall up front playing well. Kirk was playing well. Um, everything's great. I think the Packers' offense is really bad. Jordan Love has not been good. They haven't really been protecting. Um, they can't get much of a run game going. And... They don't have a lot of weapons on the outside to make up for that. Um, so, like, the offense only scoring 10 points is not necessarily a credit to our defense, but it's the exact type of spot that last year we would have turned Jordan Love into, like, an MVP candidate, the way we did, like, Jacob Eason that one time. I know we bring it up a lot, but... Um, an at least competent defense should shut the fuck... Like, shut the Packers the fuck down. And that's what happened. So that means we have at least a competent defense. And Sneaky, they've been taking the ball over and making some really good plays, playing pretty decent up front. DJ Wanham has been playing better than I think anybody expected him to. Obviously, Daniil is Daniil. So, um, yeah. Uh, I have a couple other notes. Obviously, the Kirk thing is a huge thing. But um, I don't feel like we need to spend all that much time on the game because it doesn't super really matter anymore. Um Addison versus Jair, I noted earlier. Um, 
that was after an early catch that we had against him. Let me let me just check out the line. I don't know if they were on each other the whole time, but um, Addison ended up with seven for eighty-two and a touchdown. I don't know if his touchdown was against um, Jay Alexander. I don't remember. I guess it's probably not, but anyway. Um, KJ Underwood had a big game too, <laughs> which has been a couple weeks for him to be all that relevant, which is kind of surprising because you know he's had been, you know, the second best receiver that came into this year on the team, other than that, you know, Addison as a rookie. Um, anyway. That was that note. Uh, the Packers' defense is decent. Um, Quay Walker was causing some problems. Rashawn Gary was causing some problems early. Um, it was the type of thing that we kind of figured out as the game got on. Um, how to protect those guys, how to scheme around them. Um, again, doesn't really matter when we lose our quarterback, but um, it is what it is. Um, We missed another field goal. I noted that. That's annoying. They also missed a field goal. Um, they had a lot of... The Packers just are really bad. A lot of these notes are like, oh, Packers are beating themselves. Packers meeting the missed a field goal. Um, Packers' offense is really bad. Um, basically, all the notes are just uh, the Packers are not very good. So, on one hand, this win was good. It was exactly a take-care-of-business win the type that good teams are supposed to have. Um, on the other hand, it doesn't really mean anything, and a quarterback is gone. Um, Packers didn't have a first down until four minutes left in the first half, so that's a solid um, two-fifths of the game, a solid three-sevenths of the game, where they, uh, something like that, where they didn't even have a first down. Um, Cam Akers looked good, touched the ball quite a bit more in this game um had a touchdown let me check out that final line um just kidding they only really i lied wait what i swear to god he was involved maybe that was just early and then i didn't check on it until he had nine carries for 19 yards 2.1 he just had one long touchdown run that was probably all i looked at all right whatever um I mean, to be fair, nine carries is still more involved than he had been. So it is what it is. We'll see. Um, we didn't. We really, really didn't run the ball well this game. But um, Kirk was very efficient um, before he got hurt, obviously. Um, and Jaron Hall, uh, three for four when he came in. Three for four for 23 yards. So there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are saying that's actually not very good. Um, it's got like what five per attempt or something like that. Not even. Um, five point eight per attempt. Um, obviously the uh, big thing is Kirk Cousins. Um, got injured Achilles. Um, because one of them was similar to the Aaron Rodgers ones where you could see it on the replay before you even got the MRI back the next morning. You can see the Achilles, like, rupture and, like, run up the the, the side of the calf or whatever. Um, and for the real injury ball ball knowers um, out there, um, that's just an Achilles every time, obviously. Um, 
so yeah, well before it was confirmed, everybody pretty much knew it was an Achilles, then it was confirmed, and he's obviously out for the year. Um, before we talk about what's next in terms of like who's going to play quarterback for the remaining nine games of this year for the Vikings, um, I think we have to come to terms with the fact that this might be, or this might have been the last Kirk Cousins game for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, obviously his contract is up after this year. Um, it's pretty well known at this point. Um, there have been talks about getting, especially early in the season, um, and some of the talks were from this very podcast about just kind of moving on, not giving him a new deal, see what we can get in the draft, see what we can develop. Um, whether that type of thing would make Justin Jefferson happy, all this other stuff. There's all conversations about him leaving. Um, I don't know if this injury makes that more or less likely to happen. I would think that a quarterback coming off uh, an Achilles, which is a pretty bad injury, one of the worst probably you can have, um, I would think that that would dampen the price just a little bit and make it a little more palatable, but... I think somebody's going to pay Kirk Cousins a lot of money to come in and, and save their quarterback situation. Um, Some place like Oakland would come to mind, or um, he would make sense in a Colts uniform, sort of follow the Matt Ryan, Phil Rivers mold, but I think they like Anthony Richardson if he can ever stay healthy. Um, Some place like Arizona, maybe, if Kyler's not the guy. Um, do the Bears go get him? It's, you know, probably not because they have high pick. But, um, yeah, the Jets, you know, there's a lot of options. Um, and certainly a couple I'm not thinking of right now. Tampa Bay um, would be in the quarterback market uh, too, I assume. Um, and probably not bad enough to have a really good pick, so maybe Tampa Bay. Um, calling it now Tampa Bay, Kirk to Tampa Bay. Um, anyway. If we go down the road of, like, we're probably going to move on, and if this, that, that would mean that Kirkus plays the last game in a Vikings uniform, which is a little bit wild to think about. Um, I've often not been particularly happy with Kirk when we're losing games. It all too often seems like he's not doing enough. He's a good player. He's been playing at an MVP level low-key this year, especially the last few weeks. Um in the losses where everything was going against us, he didn't seem to tip the scales in our favor enough the way that some of the best quarterbacks in the um, in the league can. You know, a game against Patrick Mahomes is only, go, only going so bad before he sort of figures out a way to make it go his way. And that's the type of thing that I was like, always felt like I was missing from Kirk. But I have to sit here and say that he was the best quarterback. Is that true? Let me think. In my lifetime, Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback we had. We had Brett Favre for a season and a half, basically, but I wouldn't even say that. He might be the best. He might be the best best Viking quarterback in my lifetime. You know, I, I guess I was alive for the Culpepper stuff, but I don't remember enough to say whether he was better or worse. Um, somebody who's Older than me could probably, would probably have a better idea. But at a position that for many, many, many years for the Vikings there, 
think in mid 2010s was just a very sort of wish sort of just there was no stability at the quarterback position sort of a revolving door donovan McNabb, then teddy bridgewater josh freeman uh case keenum who you know obviously will have a special place in all of our hearts but um all this and before that christian ponder was just horrible for many years um certainly quarterbacks i'm missing that i haven't mentioned but um who could forget sam bradford most efficient quarterback in all t- of all time at one point um Kirk Cousins coming to the team brought like a stability to that position that we hadn't had for so many, so many years. And as much as we complained about it since, how he's maybe just just under the superstar level or just under the point that's going to lead your team deep in the playoffs or whatever, um, it's very easy to forget what you had before he was there. And now that we're kind of thrown right back into this quarterback confusion era, quarterback confusion spot where it's Jaron Hall or it's Josh Dobbs now that he's on the team or maybe Nick Mullins comes back in two weeks and he's the guy like now that we're back it's it's a little bit I mean it's it's hard to not look back to not look at Kirk and be really really appreciative of what he um what he brought to the team because it did like as annoying as it was sometimes when we lost games that we were supposed to win he did sort of give us a, a belief every week that we could win um even when the team wasn't all that good and at points this year it hasn't been all that good but we went in that Niners game believing we could win and we won and um the Bills game last year when we're like oh we're kind of fraudulent we got killed by the Eagles believe you could win and win and won um yeah and just it's, it really stinks because <laughs> it seemed like the team was really pointed in a good direction with um, offensive line is already so all of a sudden protecting. I think Reisner's been good. And then they're just gelling a little bit. Um, everybody seems to just a little bit more comfortable with the offense. People are talking, are we better without Justin Jefferson? People are wrong if they're thinking that. But um, just as we were starting to kind of figure that stuff out, obviously the big piece of it um, is gone. Or the biggest piece to all of that is gone. Um, I mean, I could talk about Kirk Cousins forever, probably. Um, fun fact. From the same hometown as my parents. That's um, interesting. Um, which, if you if you know anything about Kirk Cousins' like, personality, that makes a lot of sense. Um, no offense to my parents, to loon, loon my parents. Um but yeah, like a boring dude, maybe not boring, but kind, nice, fam takes care of his family, drives a minivan, the type of dude that you'd see at church if you go to church, and Kirk certainly does. Um, but yeah, like all, especially the past two years, you can tell his teammates really, really like him, and um, he's been playing really, really well. Sneaky's so incredibly rich, though, because we paid him so incredibly so much money, um, which... I don't know. Getting out from under that won't hurt. But um, that's the Kirk stuff. We'll miss him. Hopefully he comes back. I don't even know, hopefully, if he comes back. I feel like definitely before he got injured, I would have de- definitely said, I hope he doesn't come back. 
But now, I don't know, it's a grass is greener situation. Never know what you had till it's gone situation. So, um, I don't know, maybe hopefully he comes back. Um, okay, so who's the Vikings quarterback? Um, week nine, it will be Jaron Hall against the Falcons. I believe. I believe that's confirmed and, like, everybody's on board with that. I think that's correct. Um... Jaron Hall from BYU, rookie quarterback. We talked about him a little bit in preseason. Um, he's not the type of guy that's going to be, like, ready to go. Like, there's rookies that you draft and you make them your backup and whatever. And somebody gets hurt, you're like, oh, let's see what he's got. Um, Jaron Hall's not, like, a ready-to-go, like, put him in the game and, like, we, he's got a chance. Not like Will Levis was for the Titans this week. Um that's not Jer- that's not the Jaron Hall experience. Jaron Hall is probably more likely to be like a Malik Willis, for example, uh, to use the same team um, as an example in Tennessee, um, where it's like, well, there's some talent there maybe, but it's pretty ugly at first. Um, and we'll see how much they let him do. They really haven't let him do much in the times we've seen him in the preseason and, and in the, um, you know, he threw four passes in the game once he got in. Um on Sunday, um, but I mean, maybe he's maybe he's good. <laughs> but that's about all we're clinging to is that maybe he's good right now. Um, from the same college, same offense as Zach Wilson, who um, obviously tore up uh, the Mountain West and packed some Pac-12 teams when he's playing for BYU. Um, and they're in the Big 12 now, I think, right? I don't know if that was a thing back then. I really don't know. Um, obviously tore up some of that, but was really bad in the NFL. Jaron Hall tore up BYU opponents to a even lesser degree, or to a lesser degree than Zach Wilson, and now get... I don't know that we can expect much different from him in the NFL. He even maybe success to an even lesser degree to, uh, Zach Wilson. But, um... I was going to see, when did um, Kirk actually get injured? Was it in the third quarter or the fourth quarter? Third quarter? Fourth quarter. This is great podcasting. Good job. Good job, Alan. It was right at the sort of the turn, right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So Jaron Hall got like a quarter of action. The team went fumble, punt, end of game. So really nothing to say about his real NFL performance so far. Um, obviously had like one or two touchdown drives in the uh, preseason, but that doesn't mean a lot. Um The Falcons, I mean, the NFL is so ugly right now. There's just, like, backup quarterbacks playing on every single team, every single place. Um, we're facing Taylor Heineke next week, who is either a backup or a starter, depending on how you feel about Desmond Ritter. But um, it's just not pretty. You don't sign up really. T- when you're like, oh, the NFL, such a good league, so awesome, you don't really think about um, the Jaron Hall, Tyler, or 
Taylor Heineke matchups of the world. Um, so it's going to be an ugly, really, really ugly football game type that if our defense can make a sort of big turnovers the way they have the past couple of weeks in these, in these wins, it'll be good. Sinky, the Vikings are four and one in our last five. Like I'm about to talk about how the Jaguars are like five and zero oh in their last five. And, and they're like sick and they're like, okay, here's the Jaguars. Like one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, sneaky, the Vikings are one game worse than that in their last five. Obviously they lost their first three, but, um, they were playing at a really, really, really high level. And now it's just like gone. But, um, I feel a little bit like the jets where there may be enough to, to slide in. I feel like win total nine or whatever it is. Um, is more of a concern or like a question than actually like thinking about making the playoffs. Um, might be a team that hits the over and misses the playoffs. And so if you bet on them, you're happy. And if you didn't, you don't really give a shit. Um, but yeah, uh, Josh Dobbs trade obviously happened this week too. Um, gave up nothing for him. He's, uh, and he's essentially worth nothing after this year, which is fine. Um, if we don't really need him after this year, um, I texted in the loon chat lame as fuck when this trade happened, and I think I was, like, in a little bit of a denial state because I was hoping, expecting, wanting, like, a big splash quarterback that somehow is going to, like... I didn't want to believe that this team that has looked really good, like, was just kind of done and just kind of sucks now. Um, I didn't want to believe that. Because I was like, we sucked at the beginning of the year, now we're good, we're going to be good now. And then the quarterback got hurt, and I didn't want to believe it. And so I was like, oh, we're going to replace him somehow. Like, Andrew Luck's going to come out of retirement. Johnny Manziel's going to uh, like, not Johnny Manziel probably would be a disaster. Um, or, like, we're going to figure out a way to trade for Ryan Tannehill. Like, and it, it's going to be somebody that can at least fill three quarters of the quarterback that Kirk was, and we're going to be all right. Like, that's what I believed and wanted to believe. Josh Dobbs is not three quarters of the quarterback. He's probably one quarter of a quarterback that Kirk is. But um, realistically, like, smart decision for the team. Invest very little in trade capital. Invest very little in money. Invest nothing beyond this year when you can go find a new quarterback. <coughs> and just have, like, an adult in the room at the quarterback position that can... Um, has been he's been starting all year for the worst team in football, so that's not really saying much. Um, he's the guy, he's a really smart, a really smart quarterback. He's an actual rocket scientist or something like that. Um, doesn't have any hair, so many Minnesota fans will be you know be familiar with that. They're gonna be the bald brothers or something. I don't. Um, He's just, there's a whole, it's a whole lot of nothing. Like, he's not terrible, but he, and he can take care of the team for nine games and win maybe four of them, and we can be happy with our eight and nine season, or, I mean, we won't be, but, um, like, if, if anybody's expecting Josh Dobbs to come in and, like, ball, it's not happening. It's He's not going to go in ball. That's not what Josh Dobbs does. He comes in and doesn't entirely suck, but, like, isn't good either. Um... If you remember the Titans, like, last game of the season last year, or was it week 17 where they needed a win? Um, and they 
brought Josh Dobbs off the street instead of trusting Malik Willis, which is hilarious. But that's also the type of guy that Josh Dobbs is. He's a really smart dude, can pick up an offense really quickly. Um, I have no idea what they were running in Arizona. I don't follow that team close enough to know if it's any in any way similar to what Kevin's got going on up here. But um, I say up here as if I'm not in Miami right now. Um, yeah, Josh is going to be a, a, a below-average quarterback for the rest of the year, um, but he's not going to be the worst. And Jaron Hall might have been the worst, realistically. Um, but we'll see. Maybe, Jer- like, what if Jaron Hall balls? And he's just, like, the possibility of Jaron Hall balling, just balling out, is is higher than it is for Josh Dobbs. But possible possibility of Jaron Hall completely sucking ass and being the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL is way higher than it is for Josh Dobbs, too. So, um and Nick Mullins might come back in, in two weeks, but he's injured. Um, and he's also, like, so boring and average and, like, gross to watch. So it's like, who cares? Um, and the other thing is that usually, like, backup quarterbacks always get hurt. Teams, like, I feel like it's so rare for, like, one backup quarterback to stick. It's always, like, the starter got hurt, and now the backup also got hurt. And now we're on our third string and, like, we're rolling with that. Like, that type of shit's always happening. Happened in uh, Baltimore last year. Happened to the Niners, notably, in that playoff game where nobody, like, was healthy. And they had to throw Brock Purdy out there when he couldn't throw the ball. Um, I don't know why it happens. I feel like backup quarterbacks are always hurt. Um, or always get hurt very quickly. Um, trying to think anything more about the Vikings. Let me just check the updated, like, because I don't really know what to make above all this. Let me just see what the updated Vikings win total is, if y'all were to bet today. Win total today. September 12th. It's not September 12th. Wait, am I stupid? Can you bet win totals halfway through the year? Is this is this actually so embarrassing for me that I didn't know that you couldn't do this? Or am I just looking in the wrong place? Oh, whatever. Um, not a gambling guy. Content guy. Um, that's the Vikings. Let's get to the rest of the games. Um, as I said, full week, week eight, just randomly full, no bye weeks. I don't know if anybody's found an answer to why that is yet, but week eight, full bye weeks, full no bye weeks. Um, every game, many of the games don't matter. Many of them had shitty backup quarterbacks and just weren't good in general. So, um, I'll buzz through some of them very quickly and not, and dwell on some others. So, um, Low-key, though, the NFL is, like, it's a bit ugly right now. We got, I saw an X, an X on X.com or on the X app that, like, listed the number of backup quarterbacks and, like, named them that are going to be starting week nine. Um, it's ugly out there. It's, uh, we got Clayton Toon in Arizona probably because Josh Dobbs is now in Minnesota. We're starting Jaron Hall. I think Mark Ripien is starting for L.A., Tyson Bajant still rolling in in um, Chicago. Obviously, Gardner 
Minshew. And there's more that I, you know, don't have off the dome right now. But, um, yeah, it's low-key ugly right now. Not a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of like, offense or good football being played in general um, across the entire league. Um, so that's like, kind of annoying. But it is what it is. Let's go through the games. Um, week 8, there it is. If games don't, like, change anything about how we think about any team, I'm just going to mention that they happened and move on. Um, Bills, Buccaneers. Bills, 24. Buccaneers, 18. Um, this is a game that falls into the doesn't change anything about what we think. But I do think that there's... Like, we talk about with, like, players, like I just talked about with Josh Dobbs, like, the ceiling is low and the floor is medium. The Bills just, it seems like the ceiling for the Bills is, and it's like a week-to-week thing. The ceiling for the Bills is, like, best team in football, killed the Dolphins, who scored 70 points the week before, and the floor is lose to um, whoever they lost to last week, the Patriots, who were, like, one of the worst teams in football. Um... Beating the Bucks by six points is somewhere in between those two, but it just just feels like Bulls. The Bills are one of those teams where like you don't know what team you're going to get week to week, and that's the type of thing that playoffs like we're like why aren't the Bills like winning in the playoffs? Why aren't they going deep? Why aren't they haven't they been to a Super Bowl yet? And that's the type of thing where you put out a shitty stinker performance because your variance is so high that it's just like that's why you don't win. Good teams are consistent, especially in, in football, where you have to win every single game. You don't get a seven-game series where you can put up some shitty performances. Anyway, we'll see how they... I want the Bills to be more consistent. Uh, the Buccaneers suck. They don't care. Who cares? Who cares? They don't matter. Um, they don't care. Uh, Dolphins 31, Patriots 17. Um, here's another game where... Um, yeah, this changes nothing. We knew this was going to happen. I think if you probably predicted the score, it'd be like, this is exactly the type of thing that you would predict. Um, Jets 13, Giants 10 in overtime. Um, nobody wanted to play offense in this game. This is another uh, situation where I believe we have like a crazy quarterback situation. Tyrod Taylor started then got hurt, as Tyrod Taylor does. Um because it's like Kevin, Tommy, no, Tommy DeVito, not Kevin DeVito. Kevin DeVito would kind of be electric. Tommy DeVito, um, very New York name uh, for a very New York game, bars. Um, so, like, we're, yeah, like I said, here's another backup quarterback getting injured. Third string has to go out there. We've never heard of him, and we have to watch him again on next Sunday. So, um, it is what it is. Both these teams are kind of like, ugh, just especially the Giants. Here, ugh. The, the Jets are like, ugh, but in like kind of a fun way because they're like, ugh, but they might win, kind of like the Steelers. Um, Giants are just, ugh. Um, people were complaining about this game. Giants were winning. Giants were up 10-7 to 7 over the Jets. Um because Zach Wilson was playing horrible, as he does. Um, by the way, Mac Jones might be better than Zach Wilson again. That's a, it's a neck-and-neck battle. Mac Jones just made a surge. Zach Wilson has fallen back. So I'll update you on how that goes next week. But Because um, 
Max Jones had a good week against the um, the Bills and wasn't as horrible against the Dolphins as Zach Wilson was against the Giants today. That being said, Zach Wilson, game-winning drive kind of vibes. Um, anyway, people were upset at the end of this game because um, with, like, absolutely no time on the clock, Zach Wilson, sort of a big gain down the middle, had to run up and spike the ball. The center for the Jets placed the ball where it should have been. The official, like, tapped on it once, and then was like, yeah, your guys are good, and then they spiked the ball. Where usually the center has to, like, give the ball to the official where he, like, farts on it and rubs it up for, like, 15 seconds, and then they put the ball down, and then the time runs out. And that's happened to Zach Wilson before where the time ran out. But um, this time the center put the ball in the right place. The official, like, touched it. And was like, all right, we're good. And then they spiked it with like one second left. They kicked a tying field goal, then later kicked a winning field goal in overtime. Um, I saw people complaining, like smart NFL people complaining on Twitter or on X, and I saw people also not complaining. And so um, I think that the smarter people were not complaining, and so that so I'm gonna not complain. I'm gonna be like, this is exactly what should have happened. It was the most efficient way to do that. Where if the center places the ball himself, then and actually puts it in the right spot, then you can like save a second or two because the official doesn't have to fart on it first. Um, so Jets deserve to win. The center did it right. I think it's like what's his name, Elijah Vera Tucker. He's definitely not a center. He's like a tackle or something. Um, but credit to me for knowing a Jets offensive lineman. Credit to me for that. Mackay Beckton, another one. Credit to me for knowing two Jets offensive linemen. Don't know if they're playing or injured or anything right now, but credit to me for knowing that. Um, yeah. I think that about covers it. Um, let me check the Jets schedule, because they sneaky, like... They're just like a... I don't think they're in playoff position right now, but, like... Let me see. Load. Jets are um yeah tied for a playoff spot right now at four and three. Um, we got the Chargers next week, then the Raiders, Bills, Dolphins, Falcons. Yeah, they're gonna lose quite a few of these. Eh, we'll see. The thing about the Jets is their defense. Like it, it actually doesn't matter. They can shut down anybody. Um, have wins against the Eagles and the Bills like, on this season so far, so we'll see. Um, let's go back to the other games. Jaguars-Steelers, 20-10. to 10. Jaguars are 6-2, and, and they've won five games in a row. Um, they're just a good – they're starting to do the thing where, like, good football teams just win good football games. Or, like, almost, like, boring games. Like, like if you're a good football team, you want boring wins against bad teams. It's, like, the nicest thing that can happen to your team. You just roll up to the couch, watch for three and a half hours, roll away, being like, I don't know why we're rolling. I don't know why we're handicapped in a wheelchair for this idea. But you sit on the couch, sit there for three and a half hours. Things go the way they're supposed to. You walk away with a W. That's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what good teams do. That's exactly what happened to the Vikings this week, which is why it was so fucking frustrating when Kirk Cousins got hurt and it's all over. Um, 
We pulled up. We beat a bad team, and we left. It's exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, and Pittsburgh's not even that bad of a team in this case for the talking about the Jaguars. Um, Pittsburgh's like a good bad team where they are just bad, but they win games somehow. Um, so that's why, like, especially games like this, where Pittsburgh is supposed to win the games they're not supposed to win. When you take care of business against a team like that, it's really good. Um, a lot of Brandon McManus field goal yardage here. I think he had like 250 yarders, like back-to-back drives. Um, <clears throat> let me see, yeah. 50-yarder, 51-yarder, later a 38-yarder, and 37-yarder. My math, um, 101 plus 30, 139, 176, 176 yards of field goals. That's kind of sick. Um, Trevor Lawrence is still, like, remarkably mid. Like, he isn't really it, but, um... I don't even really know what makes the Jaguars good. I guess, like, ETN's pretty fun. I guess the defense is pretty solid. But, um, maybe they're just playing bad teams. Let me see if they played anybody. I beat the, beat the, beat the Bills. Like, uh, who even knows who the Bills are at this point? Play the Chiefs tough? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe the, well, they're playing the Niners next week, which who even knows who the Niners are at this point. Jaguars don't even have to play anybody. Because they play so many Texans and Titans and Colts, and they, cause they play their division, they all stink. Um, but yeah, Jaguars are good. 5-0 and oh in their last five. Only one better than the Vikings. Um, Falcons and Titans. Um, this game doesn't matter except for... The Titans seem to have found their quarterback. They were going to do a, like a little Malik Willis on some series thing, and then a Will Levis on some series thing, and then Will Levis threw for like four touchdowns. Was the first one to like connect with DeAndre Hopkins all year, um, who they got it brought in for a bunch of money and whatever. Um, just like I played DeAndre Hopkins in fantasy this week. Um, if you're a real loon head, you you already know who has him on his on his team um be like okay deandre hopkins hasn't done anything this all year like will levis sucks malik willis is horrible like this is what i'm thinking before the game don't have to worry about this guy and his roster (coughs) but he goes for like four huge touchdowns total of 120 or three huge touchdowns sorry one was to nick westbrook akine credit to me for knowing that um not looking um Hopkins goes for, like, over 103 touchdowns. And it's just like, oh, okay, sick, dude. Like, fucking great. Um, I lost by, like, 50. Um, yeah, Will Levis. Let me let me look it up. Uh, 19 of 29, 238 for four touchdowns. Um, could have been more efficient. I saw an X tweet, a tweet on X, an X on X. Um, that was, like... He was not very... His success rate on dropbacks wasn't that high compared to blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's fine. It's a, it's a rookie quarterback in his first start and not even a first-round rookie quarterback of that. Um, that type of, like, advanced stats shit gets figured out and they end up being way better, way more efficient. You just need to see juice. And your first quarterback... Like, what I'm trying to see from Jaron Hall this coming week, I, we just need some juice. And we'll see if they let him do anything. But we just need some juice, some big touchdowns, some really good plays. Um, there's going to be growing pains. There always is. 
CJ Stroud this week, for example. Like, we just need some juice. Show me some juice, some touchdowns, some big yardage plays. Like, that's all you're trying to see. Um, At least at this stage. Eventually, you got to sort of figure that stuff out. But, I mean, he also, like, led them to a dub with four touchdowns. Like, that's the point of the game is to score touchdowns and, and to win the game. So, like, he did that. Anyway, um, I think that I think they're stupid to play anybody other than Will Levis the rest of the year. Frankly, whether Tannehill's hurt or not, I don't. I think that should be like what they do now, because it gives you a direction. Tannehill's there's no direction with Tannehill. Malik Willis sucks, so just forget about him. There's no direction with Tannehill. He's mid and will always be mid. Levis gives you a direction. That team needs a direction right now. Um, Holy, there's a lot of games. Texans, Panthers. Um, what happened to my boy CJ Stroud? I really don't know. I really, I really don't know. Panthers just won their first game. They were 0-6. Bryce Young has been shitty. CJ Stroud 16-24 for 140 yards. I didn't watch much of this game. Only when it crawled across my screen on the red zone here and there, but like, and which was never because nobody was ever scoring. Um so I don't really know what happened. Full full disclosure. They, like, didn't move the football at all. Talking about the Texans here. Um, let's see how many total yards they had. By the way, Tank Dell is sick. He's he's cool. I know he didn't have a huge game because nobody had a huge game for the Texans. But he's, he's sick. Um, they had a total of 229 yards, which is more than the Carolina Panthers. This is the type of game where I'm talking about, like, neither team scored... 250 yard like right what do you say neither team gained there it is neither team gained more than 250 yards which is like gross just disgusting offense um and that's the nfl right now like every single game um so like bryce young wasn't good cj straw wasn't good neither of these defenses are that good but they just people were playing bad um by the way it's been enough weeks on here without shouting out Adam Thielen, who's like wide receiver one of all wide receiver ones. That's not true. But um, he's been getting like an overwhelming amount of target share for the Panthers. He's low-key going off for fantasy. So um, credit to him for that. Um, didn't draft him. And like no one drafted him. Um, Cowboys, Rams. The Rams are a bad team. The Cowboys are a good team that beats bad teams but loses it to good teams. This doesn't change anything about that. They won 43 to 20. Saints and Colts, I also don't care. 38-27, Colt, uh, Saints win. Um, Alvin Kamara is back, though, and he seems to be old Alvin Kamara. He seems to be all that Derek Carr throws the ball to, which is very old Alvin Kamara of him to, to do that because um, that's all Drew Brees did in his last few years. Um, speaking as somebody who traded him away in fantasy, then this very much hurts for me, but he just seems to cook every sing- every single fucking game. Um, also Rashid Shahid, I just, I'm just going to say his name every time he has a huge touchdown, which happens like every three weeks, um, or maybe like two out of three weeks at this point, just huge, like one play, huge touchdown. It's very Deshaun Jackson of him. Um, Eagles and commanders. So the Eagles won because they're a good football team. They're better than the commanders. They should have won the game. Um, they're better players. They did fall behind early by quite a bit. Um, 
I believe it was 70 to 3 at one point, 17 to 10 at half. Um, but 21 points in the fourth quarter for the Eagles. Um, this type of win that good teams sometimes have, where it's like, eh, it's not, team's not looking good, falling behind to a worse opponent, but then sort of turn, find a different gear late in the game and just kind of get it done. Um, By the way, Joey Sly had a 61-yard field goal for the for the uh, commanders. I remember watching that. It's a lot. Uh, a lot of yards. Um, I think there's something to be... There is, so if you're an Eagles fan, you're like, okay, we won these games. Like, it, stuff happens. Um, I think you have to be a little bit worried about the secondary. You let um, Sam Howell throw for... Let me see how many yards. It's like 400 yards. Um, 397. I was pretty close. Um, 300... Three and ninety-seven and four touchdowns against you. Um, he wasn't that efficient. They didn't run the ball. They ran the ball okay, but um, you got to figure out why that is. And it's not like it was just Terry McLaurin. It was one to Jahan, one to Jahan Dotson, ninety-five yards and a score from Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder is forty-seven years old at this point. I'm probably faster than him. At this point, um, Terry McLaurin has his one. Logan Thomas is a good player, too. But, um, yeah, I feel as if the Eagles got to really figure out that secondary. Um, the Jets hung 20 on them. 10 20 is a lot for the Jets. And they haven't been that bad in some other games. But um, maybe Sam Howell just sees him well because the commanders scored 31 against him earlier. Um, I don't know. I just don't think you can let Sam Howell be throwing for 400 yards against you and be like, yeah, we're a good football team that can really go deep in the playoffs. That's going to get exposed at some point. Um, but yeah, this is a type of game that good football teams win and they won. So, um, Browns and Seahawks 24 to 20. I could not be more bored by that. Um, though the Seahawks jerseys did look very cool. They're like the old ones from the 90s. Um, they were cool. Broncos Chiefs. So, um, I believe Taylor Swift was not in attendance, and maybe that's why they lost. Somebody, all the women fans that we have of the Internal Show can tell me if that was correct or not. But, um... I don't understand. I don't know. I don't really know if the t- if the Chiefs are good because they're really good and they're really talented, or if they're good just because they're used to winning. Because like, the Chiefs haven't had any like that convincing of wins this year, and they just got beat by a team that really isn't very good. So I wonder if the Chiefs just like aren't aren't what they're supposed to be or aren't what they're used to be, but are just like so used to winning that they just kind of do it at this point. If you like, look at their wins this year, right? The Chiefs. Uh, not preseason. I don't care. Pre- they lost the Lions, right? They barely beat the Jaguars, who were good. Um, they killed the Bears, who everybody killed. Everybody does. Beat the Jets by three. Beat us by seven when we weren't playing well. Beat the Broncos by... And they only scored 19 points. I killed the Chargers then lost the Broncos. It just hasn't been the Chiefs that we expected the Chiefs to be. And it doesn't feel like they're going off like crazy. Maybe it's just that they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. 
um, and they haven't had them anymore for a while now. Um, I don't know. Just the Chiefs don't really feel like the Chiefs, but they, like, will be. Like, I'm sure they're going to have 13 wins at the end of the year, but, and they might win another Super Bowl. I don't know. Um, they sneaky were playing really good defense before this year, before this game. Maybe, uh, just vintage Russell Wilson showed up. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't really know. Like, vintage Russell Wilson didn't show up. Like, I, I, like, I think he had a number of touchdowns, but I don't think he had that many yards. Let me look at it. 114 yards. Yeah, like, that's nothing. Oh, wait, how did they, okay, let me see, let me, let me, researching on the pod. How did they even, did 240 yards of offense. She said five turnovers. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Five turnovers will do it. Who had all the turnovers? Three fumbles from two from random receivers. And two picks. Interesting. All right. Well, that'll do it. Defense showed up for the Broncos. Um, right. I feel like you lose track of how many, like, turnovers and shit happen when you watch the red zone. I'm like, I don't even remember them, like, being bad in this game. And then, oh, wait, they turned the ball over 17 million times. Um, Bengals beat the Niners 31-17. to The Bengals are a good football team, and Joe Burrow is, like, completely back. And so, like, we need to consider the Bengals. They had, like, whatever happened at the beginning of the year. They're, like, only a 4-3 and three team at this point. But they're, he's completely back. Like, he is who he is. They are who we thought they were. Um, this team is the Bengals team that we have watched for the past two years. That being said, the Niners, we thought, would have been, like, at least level with that team. Um, especially at home. And the Niners are just not. They're not, that, they're not that right now. They're just not good. They lost to us, which is what it is. Um... And Brock Purdy wasn't, like, bad in this game. He had a couple picks, but it's just, like, it's not working the way it's supposed to. Um, and the turnovers are a huge part of it, but just, like, not executing in the red zone as well as, well as should. Um, which is really weird for a team with McCaffrey. But, um, I don't know. Like, the team had 460 yards of total offense. Only put up 17. Where the Bengals had 400 and put up 31. So, uh, turnover was obviously part of that, but, um, and they were part of that against us. But they just don't seem to be dominating as, as much as you expect them to do, or they're, there's the little things are missing a little bit, but, um, yeah. Our win against the Niners is not look, not looking near as good as it did at the time. Because now the Niners have lost three in a row to the Browns, us, and the Bengals. Who, like, you know, none of those teams is bad. None of them are good either. And so, like, for a team that we thought was one of the best teams in football to lose to three not great teams is, like, what's going on. Um, Chargers and Bears. Nah, there's, no, there's nothing to talk about. The Bears are really, really bad. Oh, uh, we should maybe talk about the trade they made. 
traded for Montez Sweat for a second rounder. Um, I think it's stupid because just sign him in free agency. He's going to be a free agent in eight months. Um, just sign him in free agency. Keep your pick. Uh, allegedly, according to a different, very prominent Bears fan on a different podcast, very prominent podcast competitor of ours, um, apparently, like, there's no way they would have made the trade without a long-term deal in place. Well, just make the long-term deal in the offseason then. Like, you don't need to make a long-term deal now. If the long-term deal was going to be in place, then he would have signed the long-term deal in the offseason. And you can, what are you giving up a second-round pick for eight meaningless games? Like, it's stupid. Anyway, that's my opinion. Um, Raiders, Lions, free Devontae Adams, especially for my fantasy team. Throw him, just throw him the football. Throw him the football. Um, better than that, the Lions won in a game they should have won. The Raiders look bad. I think they fired Josh McDaniels. Did that happen? Jameer Gibbs is so back, by the way. The Lions do this super fun thing where they don't play their best running back. They've done it for like three years in a row now. But because all the other ones got injured, now they had to play Jameer Gibbs, and he was sick as shit. So, um, credit to them for figuring that one out. Did Josh McDaniels get fired? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the GM, that's actually great. Well, the Raiders are, it's always Al Davis in charge, and he's kind of stupid football-wise, so um, it's never really going to work out. Um, they've been bad for literally ever. Um, maybe if a new head coach, new offense, maybe they just throw the ball to Devontae Adams, and my fantasy team can like prosper from that. By the way, Goose Pugs has been snap-texting me literally every single day asking for uh, Devontae Adams, and I keep telling him no. Because I'm not going to trade him when he's low. His stock is low. By the way, the whatever Detroit put on in their uniforms um, was is horrid. The gray on gray is fine. I honestly don't even hate the gray on gray. But the bright blue helmets on the gray on gray look so stupid. It looked like one of those e-cigarettes from like before jewels were a thing. Like the blue e-cigarettes where it's just like a little blue on the end of a tube. That's what their jerseys looked like. Um... Also, they had, like, the sick throwback logo of the lion over the two stripes. But you can't even see it because, the lion, like, the helm is too shiny. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. You'll know what I'm saying. Um, that logo is sick, but you can't even see it over the shiny logo. Plus, if there's a throwback logo, but the helmet's shiny, like, they're two different vibes. Like, what are we doing? I should be in charge of uniforms. By the way, the fucking NBA City uniforms, or whatever they're called, suck. Anyway. Um... That should low-key be a post-game at some point. Rank, rank them. Um, different post-game this week. That's all the games. Jesus Christ, this pod is already long as hell. Um, I'm going to take a water break. Presented by McDonald's. Just had some McDonald's for dinner. All right, college football segment of the show where... Um, I just self-report how much college football I watch because I don't watch enough. Um, not going to lie. Not, not going to lie. Tough week in the college football watching department from your boy. Um, I was going to watch. I, w- I had sat down to watch college football. I was watching college football. I was watching South Carolina play. Um, and I like... I'm not even, I'm not even gonna lie, I, f- I fell asleep within probably the first 10 minutes, I think I made one note about it, um, see, the worst part is I don't even remember who they were playing, 
Texas A&M. I remembered. I remembered. I didn't even look it up. I remembered. Um, and I have no idea if they ended up winning that. Who won that game at this point? Um, <laughs> my guess is probably Texas A&M from what I was remember watching. Um, I just remember Spencer Rattler threw uh, intentional grounding like every single time he dropped back. Um, so I probably watched like 30 minutes of college, not even like 20 minutes of college football before I fell asleep. And it was like the deepest, like dis- most disgusting nap of all time where I like woke up feeling like a fucking gremlin. Um, but yeah, was with, um, Bloom girlfriend on Saturday again. So, uh, just, okay, I gotta watch NFL on Sunday. So then I gotta do other stuff on Saturday. Because can't watch college football and the NFL every single day of the week. Um, or at least not yet. We haven't been dating that long. Um, so we'll hopefully be... I'm for sure actually not going to be back this week because um, I'm like working like literally all weekend. Um, probably not going to be able to watch NFL either. I'm going to have to figure something out for the pod to like know what I'm talking about some of these games. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Self-report failed. Um, report card for college football this week, F, for, for intern out. Um, we'll take away his pay. Um, the Wolves, NBA is back. The Wolves are 2-2, two and two, which is very Wolves to be 2-2. Two and two. Um, the Wolves, for at least the last, like, three, four years have been, like, the most creative 500 team of all time. They're like, we're going to make the season as interesting as possible, but like the outcome as boring as possible. We're like going to barely make the playoffs and lose in the first round. And then, um, but along the way, there's going to be like, we're going to be like 17 different teams. We're going to look like fucking world beaters one week. And then we're going to look like dog shit literally the next day. Um, so like that's happening again, you know, sometimes they look like world beaters and dog shit in the same fucking game. Uh, the Hawks game this week, I believe it was Tuesday. No, not Tuesday. It must have been Monday because they didn't play back-to-back. And it's Wednesday night right now. Um, Monday, they were leading the Hawks by, like, 19 points at halftime. I think the lead was as big as 21 at one point. I think they had, like, 79 points. Let me look this up just so I'm not talking out of my asshole. But they were leading a lot. Scoring at will looked, like, really, really good. And they ended up losing the game by 14. <laughs> like, ended up being 127 to 113, which is just, for a team that says we're good at defense, it's not, it's not it. Um, let me just read off, like, like, you read off the number of points they scored in each quarter, and it's, like, not possible. Like, it doesn't actually make sense. 42 points in the first quarter. Huge quarter. Huge quarter. That's on pace to score 160 points in the fucking game. 37 in the second. Drop back just a little bit. Drop back just a little bit. But that's 79 points in the first half. And that was the number that was in my head, so credit to me. Um, 79 points in the first half. Get so many points in the second half. 79 points in the first half. 79. Second half. 34 points. So they had less than half the points in the second half than they had in the entire first half. If you made the 
all of the second half, the third quarter, it would have been the lowest scoring quarter they had of that entire game. They had 42 points in the first quarter, 37 points in the second quarter, 19 points, 19 points in the third quarter, and then 15 points in the fourth quarter, 15 points in a quarter, 15 points in a quarter, and they had 42 in a different quarter. They had 15 points in a quarter, and they scored 113 points total. That's like that's like when I that's like when I shot a 98 once and had a 40 on the back nine, except kind of the other way around. It's like if they had a 40 on the front nine and then had a 49 or 48 on the back. This analogy isn't that good. It's more like if they had like a 27 on the front nine and like a 48 on the back nine. We're talking golf here, by the way, if that wasn't entirely clear. 42 in the first quarter, 37 in the second quarter. And then 38 point, or sorry, 34 points the rest of the way. That's crazy. It's insane. Unconscionable. They were making shots like crazy in the first half and they were missing shots later. But you can't let that type of drought happen. Also, like they allowed a lot of points the entire game. And it's, this team has said that they're really good defensively. And in many of the other games this season, they have been really good defensively. But even when your offense is humming, you can't be bad defensively. And 35 points in a quarter is not good defensively. And they allowed that twice in both the first quarter and the third quarter, 35 and then 38. Um, talking a lot of quarters here, but like it just illustrates how you know how this game happened. Um, this was the Hawks game Monday night again. Um, other than that, since the last pod, um, they beat a, a not even banged up heat team a heat team that's like resting all their players on the third game of the year which is fucking weird but whatever without without jimmy butler we all know they will lost to jimmy butler because he hates minnesota and would kill us but um then tonight they just killed the nuggets the nba the nba champion nuggets with the with the what should be a reigning three-time mvp um they just beat them by a, a bunch, 110 to 89. Nuggets missed like every single shot they took. I think Michael Porter Jr. was like 0 for from three. Um, but still, just dominated the Nuggets. Like two days after blowing a 20-point lead to the Hawks. It's crazy. Anyway, that's who the Timberwolves are. That's who they're going to be. Um... I wrote a thing a while ago, at the end of, I think, two years ago, not the end of last year, the end of two years ago, the Pat Bev on the table year. Um, I wrote a thing that Anthony Edwards, when he becomes a superstar in this in this league, like the first thing he's got to learn how to do is to calm this team the fuck down. This team needs to be more predictable in terms of like, not more predictable like offensively game plan, but like more predictable as in like consistently good. You can do without the 47-point quarters or whatever. You just need to put in a 30-point quarter every time. Like, that's the type of shit that needs to be happening. Um, like, this just completely, like... I mean, they went from looking like the 92 Dream Team to looking like the Campbell University, like, Division One men's basketball team. You know, like, that's... 
they can't have all these t teams in them. There's got to be one good team, not like really, really good teams sometimes. They're really shitty some of the times. Anyway, that's the Wolves. They're going to be like that. I'm probably going to say the same shit every single fucking week because I just know that's who this team is going to be this entire year. Which would be kind of fun come playoff time, knock on wood, that they actually get there. But they're going to be the like most interesting 500 team of all time, as they always are, literally every year. Um, post game. Oh, just kidding. The World Series happened. I was literally watching it earlier. Um, maybe the most most boring World Series of all time. I guess there was a walk-off game one, so that was sick. But, like, does anybody really care about the Texas Rangers outside of Texas? Does anybody really care about the Arizona Diamondbacks? I mean, I always watch the World Series just because, like, I feel like I have to. Because, like... A teams or like a sports championship is going on you like gotta watch especially if it's on the sport you grew up watching like literally all the time um but i'm just sitting there being like i don't care i mean realistically like is is you know good win for the rangers i guess obviously does anybody in texas really care that much about the rangers um would you rather have the cowboys win an nfc east title or the rangers win a world series people are asking don't know what the answer to that would be. Um, I mean, this Rangers team was very good. They would... I mean, they pitched like crazy in this World Series. And the offense would suck and suck and suck, and then one inning, they'd score five, and then they'd suck and suck, and then one inning, they scored seven. And that's just how it was. And that's how they were the entire playoffs, just like randomly jump off the mat and start... Like everybody hits in a row for a while. Like, they were getting no hit in this game for six innings or something like that. And then one run here and there. Mitch Garver, by the way, driving down the game winning. It's a little weird to see Mitch Garver win a World Series. Kind of weird. Should be us. Should have been on the Twins. Um, we should be winning a World Series. Um, so, I'd like, scratch one run across the Mitch Garver RBI, and then all of a sudden, top of the ninth to seal the game. Just bang, four runs in a row. Bang. Um, it was like legitimately like three singles in a row and then a pump. And it's like, oh, okay, there's four runs. Um, yeah, bullpen was really good out of nowhere. The bullpen was not that good all year for the Rangers. Um, but it seemed in the playoffs, they seemed to just kind of knock, lock it down. This dude named Zabors, dude named LeClerc, Aroldis Chapman, who could forget, um, where every time Aroldis Chapman, like, went out, they were like, oh, the Aroldis Chapman experience is so fucking weird. And then he would just, like, dice dudes. Maybe a lot of one run here and there. It wasn't that weird. The Aroldis Chapman experience, it wasn't that weird. He was just pretty good. Um, Evaldi was great tonight. Really, really good postseason pitcher. I cheered my little ass off for him in the World Series a couple years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like the Diamondbacks weren't really... <laughs> a world series team you know obviously they won the games to get there but i just i don't know didn't really feel like oh the diamondbacks and the texas rangers that's the peak of baseball right now but that's what it was um the announcer was like oh what a year for the texas rangers it wasn't what a year for the texas they had a good month they played really well in october they weren't that sick the rest of the year like blue they like had a two-week like slide to blow the division at the end of the year and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll win the World Series. All right, cool. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, the best teams are baseball. Like, I don't want to do this thing where, like, oh, the best teams are baseball didn't make the play, whatever. 
or like didn't make the World Series. Like it's it's a dumb argument. It's lame, but also like you sit there and you watch the World Series and it's the Diamondbacks and Rangers and you're like I feel like the Twins could be one of those teams in a seven game series. Honestly, not that they would do it, but they could. If the Braves won the World Series, you're like, okay, we're obviously way worse than them. But the Rangers? I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're better than I thought. They won the World Series after all. Whatever. I'm hating. I'm hating. Um, but yeah, that happened. Post game. First of all, horse of the week, Dick Bremer. Shout out, Dick. 40 years in the game, retiring. Um, voice of my childhood, Dick and Bert. Um, I think he circled me once. Well, not Dick. Bert would have circled me. I think I got circled once in a game. Um, or like we brought a sign and he said he was going to circle us, but didn't or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. Um, voice of my childhood. I think my mom has a crush on him. So that's a little weird for me and Dick. Um, great broadcast announcer. Just... The only person I've known that was in the booth for the Twins. Um, retiring slash is getting mutually like, they're like, oh, let's move on. I don't really know. It's a little little fishy because the Twins are doing their own broadcasting thing this year, um, upcoming year. Um, big fishing guy, kind of a beast. The picture he posted on, on X of him, um, like his official retirement announcement, all-time boss pimped up picture of all time. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Dick Brem, Horse of the Week. Um, Post game rant. Um, sports social media accounts make me want to fucking puke. No, I'm not talking like, well, I kind of am talking like the individual teams. They're like, it's just way too much content and most of it's like shit and like I don't care. Like, TikTok's kind of good. Like, some of the team TikToks are good. But I'm talking, like, ESPN Sports Center Instagram account is, like, all-time stupid. Like, let me look it up. Let me look it up right now and just, like, go through some of these fucking posts. ESPN, wait, Sports Center. 38.1 million followers. Um... Before, literally tonight when they clinched, they hadn't posted about the World Series once. They post about, there's a picture of Odell Beckham Jr., who, by the way, hasn't, like, caught a pass in years, and his son dressed up as Halloween. Cool. Nobody cares. Um, there's a picture of a man eating chicken nuggets. Cool. Nobody cares. Um... Bob Knight died, apparently. That, people care about that, probably. Um, there's a kid dressed up like Sugar Sean O'Malley. Nobody cares. There's LeBron. NBA X candy jersey concepts. This is the stupidest thing of literally of all time. They're just like jersey edits, like from like somebody's stupid like editing, like edit Instagram page of like on the official Sports Center account. Like, what the hell is that? 
Um, let's see some more bad ones. We're actually breaking news here. That's not bad, not bad. We got soccer. We got pictures of courts. Who cares about pictures of courts? We got a picture of Magic Johnson saying he's a billionaire. Okay, cool. They're billionaires. All right, we get it. They make a lot of money. Um, honestly, this isn't as bad as I thought. There's a worse one. There's a worse one out there. There's a worse one out there. I think it's like House of Highlights or something. Russ and Harden reunited. It's a picture of them dapping up. Who cares? Speed reacts to Lionel Messing winning Ballon d'Or. We're on a sports highlights page. We're talking about a Twitch streamer reacting to somebody winning an award. None of that is a highlight. Rangers win the World Series. All right, that's cool. We have a highlight. Dub. Um, Bobby Portis stepped in. What does that even mean? Somebody broke up a... Bobby Portis broke up a fight. This is like... he Okay, this happens probably every single game. The people jaw at each other and somebody else steps in. That's not... That's not... Steph Curry gave some a kid a high five. Like, what are we... Like... Another Halloween costume. They love Halloween costumes. We're talking about Fortnite on a sports highlights page. Like, what are we... All right. This isn't the best podcast of all time. I think you get the picture. Um, the best sports highlights page. I think I literally even followed House of Highlights back back in the day. And like every single NBA night, they would post like seven different highlight clips of the guys that went off the most that night. It'd be like, oh, here's uh, Devin Booker going off. And you just like watch what he does. He's got 40. And you're like, oh, sick. And like now I actually know something about the fucking league from following this page. And now if I followed that page, it'd be like, Bobby Portis broke up a fight. Like, what the hell? Like, where did it go? Where did the highlights go? Like, how am I, like, what happened? I feel like I remember one of the ESPN ones being really bad. Maybe it's just straight up ESPN. Yeah, this is bad, too. Anyway, sports social media needs to be fixed. Bring back the actual highlight pages. That's the rant. I didn't really prove that my point very well, but who cares? Podcast is over. Um, what emoji? Um, um, bald man emoji for Josh Dobbs. Peace.